following podcast is scheduled for one fall. Hailing from the Pro Wrestling Tees headquarters in Chicago, Illinois, they are your hosts of the PWT cast, Scrub and Stank! Bang, bang, what is up, you guys? Welcome to episode 73 of the PWT cast. My name is Scrump. And this is Stank. And welcome to the Christmas edition, kind of. Uh, of uh, the PWT cast. We are the official podcast of Pro Wrestling Tees. Every week we get together, we talk uh, wrestling, movies, comics, uh, Mandalorian, which for, for those of you listeners who have stuck around, you know there will be plenty of Mandalorian talks. So just yep. hold on. Um, but yeah, this is, it's weird because Christmas is on a Friday. So uh, <laughs> uh, like to bill this as a Christmas episode is yes, technically technically right uh i mean there'll definitely be yeah. some some more christmas talk on next week's episode as um it'll be it's, it's it'll kind of be like a weird christmas hangover slash new year's eve yeah. podcast but re- regarding we'll the global of christmas yeah exactly um but yeah i'm excited though christmas is like i spent literally all last night uh wrapping presents so i also i don't think i revealed this to you earlier when we were talking but um, I had wrapped up some gifts, not a lot, maybe a handful of them. Um, I mean, uh, my nephews, the, I, the kids, I always get them like specific wrapping paper, uh, yeah. just so that, I mean, my nephew knows, you know, what's his, I, I like, I like that he, uh, as I mentioned to you, today's his birthday. I actually just came back from uh, my parents' house. We were celebrating his birthday. Um, boy, boy, did he get a great christmas present for me this year uh and he was telling his mom you know my sister she was like oh he's like he's like i can't wait to see what my uncle gets me because he always gets me the best gifts and that kid is gonna shit his pants when he opens up this year's christmas present but more on that later uh but so like there's their stuff i always wrap in specific wrapping paper so other baby yoda wrapping paper the other paper that i had wasn't as festive as i liked and so i had wrapped maybe about 10 gifts yeah. give or take 10 gifts and so I'm over here wrapping up all these other presents, you know, for, for friends, family, and I'm looking at all those other gifts and I go, nah, I got, I got to fucking, I got to rewrap those. So I sat there and like opened them up and rewrap them just like, that's how extra I am, you know? Cause I was like, yeah, that, that paper's not festive enough. Uh, it's, I was up to like two in the morning doing that. The, but you know what? I, I love Christmas. I love giving, um, so I'm very excited whenever uh, I see, you know, my friends, said friends or family open up their gifts. And uh, there was a lot of gift opening this week because, uh, as you mentioned, who, who was it? Maggie, I believe, a uh, friend of the show, former guest of the show. Uh, what was her exact quote about us and, and uh, our gift giving at the shop? Oh, well, so, yeah, so we, we do Secret Santa every year, but like some of us we love the people in our departments and, you know, we love our coworkers. We're really a big family. And so like, like for me, I, I had a bunch of gifts for everyone kind of in the pro wrestling tease room, but I had so much gifts that like to go from the parking lots to here would take us several trips. So I, I got my softball wagon, you know, that my daughter uses for all her gear and I carted in stuff. And so we've, we've got a new guy, Jimmy, that's in our room and he's like holy shit what's all that and then maggie stands up and looks and she goes oh jimmy uh around here we like to go a little hard on christmas and halloween so he's like oh so yeah we at 
pro wrestling tees we get in the holiday spirit hard oh for sure like i so funny funny enough um i spent all week telling everyone who were because in the back uh it's like it's no secret amongst us we're just like oh yeah i got you something i got you something um because again it, it is just like that and like i got stuff for for a lot of a lot of friends of the show a lot of people that work yeah. there um and so i was i was kind of just talking to everyone in the back and we, we were all kind of just came to the general consensus of like eh, like, you know what like let's wait for next week um yeah you know just because just in case you know like let's say let's say i get you for secret santa dave and i get right. you, i get you a stinker of a present and you're kind of just like oh yay and then which would which would which would never happen. I, yeah. you know, I would go to the ends of the earth to to make little David stinking happy. Yeah. But you know, let's say I get you something shitty, and then um, you have a you know Mikey two Tesla, uh, formerly known as Stupid Michael. Stupid you know, Michael. Let's say yeah. he let's say he just brings you a Christmas present, and it's the fucking best, and oh, you start crying because it's so great. I'm gonna feel pretty shitty, you know. Right. Like that's it's kind of the way it goes. So kind of just spent the whole week like, hey, yeah, we're like, you know, what? we're all here next week. Let's just all bring it sometime next week. Yeah. Um, so there we are uh, all opening up our secret Santa gifts. And uh, <laughs> uh, Elisa, my cousin, she's the one distributing the, the presents. And then she goes, you know, I get my one gift. I'm like, oh, hell yeah. I can't wait to open this. And she goes, oh, here, you have a second present. I'm like, oh, awesome. Cool. So I grab that other present thinking they're both from from the same person yeah and once everyone gets their gifts uh we all just start opening our gifts showing each other what we got uh what did before i I talk about what i got what did you get so uh so okay just to give you a little insight into how we do our secret santa we we each get a card and then we list like three things that interest us or you know just to kind of guide the gift giver because we're kind of, we're a little bit bigger than we used to be. And we got a lot of people in the back that don't know everyone so well. Um, but like every year I always put Ninja Turtles, Batman 1989. And then my third option every year is, you know, if you can't find anything or if times are tough, please just hand make me a Christmas card. And I almost, I've never gotten one. I almost wish someone would do it because I would love to put that on display. Um, but so I open, I, I get three gifts and I open one and it's the Batman versus Ninja Turtles DVD, which is great. And then I open the second one and it's uh, a shredder action figure from the Turtles in Time NECA collection. Great. And then I open up the final one and then this is what tipped me off to who was my secret Santa. It's an SH Figure Arts 1989 Michael Keaton Batman, which is something I was actually going to buy like a week ago and I was like, nah, I better not. Um, and if any of you are into toy collecting, SH figure arts, pretty premium toys that they do really great detailing and, you know, you get extra hands and accessories and they get a real good attention to detail. But I looked at that and I'm like, there's one person I know that has this great taste in action figures. And it was Paul Jamison, my boy. Um, and I was right. Cause I could kind of see him like looking to see me opening it. And I was like, I know it's you. And he's like, Oh man. So, Paul came through. Uh, he's a man of good taste and uh, equally uh, a great friend and uh, like a really great worker at the shop, a big part of our success here. So I was very happy with my haul. How about you? Uh, which is, it's also funny because I, like I mentioned to you before, like you, you uh, had asked me, you're like, hey, Paul didn't get me anything for Christmas, did he? 
And I was just like, uh, nope, he no, he did not. Because, like, you know, it was like that same day, like even earlier in that day, he had told me, he's like, oh, yeah, I got stank for, for Secret Santa. And I was like, oh, hell yeah. Um, but I, um, did you mention who you got or, or what you give, gifted them? Oh, so, oh, so I got, so I mentioned we've got a lot of uh, new employees or, uh, yeah, new people that are part of the family now. And the person I got was one of our newest employees, Hector. Now, uh, I don't know if any of you guys noticed on the website, but we've been adding tons of embroidered stuff, embroidered zip hoodies, embroidered hats, embroidered cuff beanies, anything you can embroider. We're doing it because Hector is an embroidery specialist and, you know, we had a lot of demand for that. So Ryan bought a giant, like really high end embroidery machine. And we found out that the demand was so high that he had to get a second one. So this guy's got two embroidery stations and he's, he's been working tirelessly trying to pump out these sting hats, Owen Hart hats, you know, you name it, we're, we're embroidering it. And so he's been working really hard on his card. He put some very vague things. And I was like, I, if anyone knows me, I like to go in hard on the, uh, the secret Santa gifts. So what he put was, pro wrestling shirts and i was like you work at pro wrestling tees you can get them at a great discount i'm not getting you those and then his two other items were pizza and superhero movies and i was like uh that's pizza i didn't know what to do and the superhero movies and i was like that's very nebulous and so i had Vinny slyly ask him hey did you catch mandalorian and he's like, yeah, yeah, I watched it last night. So now I knew he had, I was going to give him like a year of Disney plus. Now I know he had it. And I was like, oh. so finally I settled on, I know Batman. So I got him like the complete set of Batman, the animated series. And then and for pizza, um, there's a service called gold belly where you can kind of get premium items delivered to you from around the world. And I was going to get him like $170 pizza from New York. But then I thought, we live in Chicago. We have the best pizza. That's stupid. Mm-hmm. And then I was trying to find, what pizza can I get him? So I got him a Pizza Pizzazz Plus, which is this really nice pizza cooking machine. And then I got him like five pizzas he can cook on it. Um, and then there's this other movie. It's called Avengers of the F- of the Farce. It's some kind of like scary movie type parody movie. And it's got Shawn Michaels as like a Yoda slash hulk in there i was like all right that's pro wrestling enough so this guy got some pretty good gear he was very appreciative um so yeah i was really happy to kind of welcome him in with those gifts see i was lucky in that um i got matt nicks for secret school and like which is it's always so like every year before that i would always i would always try to get Vinny because Vinny is the easiest person to shop for. Like I, I yeah. know him so well, and even on like my secret Santa, what's that? No, you could just look at him and know what to get him. Oh yeah, I've never, I've never had a, an issue with like, what do I get, Vinny? It's the yeah. easiest, um, because he, he very, he varies very much a, a hard on his sleeve type person. So yes, very easy, um, as well with like he with myself because uh like on my list i wrote like if you need help ask paul stank or Vinny because you guys always yeah again you guys know me so well that i figured if for some reason someone couldn't figure out what to get me you know you guys would you guys would help yeah but uh i i got matt nicks and i just 
I just went ham with like an assortment of shit. Like he's recently started wearing uh, like those uh, long socks that have like funky designs and shit on them. Yeah. So I got him uh, two two sets of those, one Marvel, one DC, because he's he's a big superhero guy, and I know his girlfriend yeah. is super into DC, so I figured it'd make her a little happy seeing him in these Batman sure. and Superman socks as opposed to just like Iron Man and Black Panther and shit. Uh, I got him a purple Taco Bell hat because if there's one thing I know about Matt Nix, uh, man loves himself some Taco Bell and he loves the color purple as well as he loves dad hats. So yeah. this was... Uh, specifically made for him yeah he's got this like he's always carrying around this like little uh doctor who canteen that for his water which isn't that big like he i see him go refill that thing maybe like five times a day so i got him this giant dragon ball z one that's like hard and like it it would look look pretty cool um obviously a purple uh airpod case for his uh airpods and he he put because on his list he put wrestling uh dragon ball z or no he put uh liquor dragon ball z whatever so i was just like all right liquor i know the man loves him some alert so i had a front of the show uh val capone get me like it was six little bottles which equated to like a shot of uh yeah. i got two of those things and yeah like he, i assumed he was happy when he opened it you know he was like yeah check it out check what i got and I was like, oh shit. I was like, that's pretty awesome. I was like, who got it for you? He's like, oh. he's like, I don't even know, man. He's like, I was like, oh, they must know you pretty well and love you, huh? And instantly, you know, he knew it was me as if I was being coy, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. But um, you mentioned the SH figure arts. So I opened up, I'll get to the story that I started with. I, I go to open my present. Uh, I opened up the first one and it's like it, it it's labeled it says open this first then this and then that and i'm like oh fuck yeah, yeah. so the first one i open it up and it's an iron man sh figure arts figure from <laughs> infinity war you know where he's got like the it's the iron man from infinity war which i was like holy yeah. shit cuz and i at first i thought did i knew it wasn't paul because right because he's I, like the one guy that knows yeah exactly and so i was just like oh i was like it's not paul who got me and mind you me and mark are sitting there trying to figure out who the fuck got me i was like oh you know what maybe it's chris wong because chris wong also knows yes. a lot about his toys so i was like maybe it was fucking chris wong and then he's and then i'm like all right well let me open up the second gift and it was this like uh so there's been like a resurgence of people playing Yu-Gi-Oh, you know, with the Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Yeah. And uh, they released like a bunch of older cards in this like really awesome gold tin that resembled like something from the show. So I was like, oh, fuck, yeah. And like I opened up the second gift and it's that. And I was like, oh, I'm like, this is for sure, Mark. You know, and, I was, and then I opened the last yeah. one. And same thing in Yu-Gi-Oh, uh, they have what's called like the Millennium Items. It, it has something, again, very plot oriented uh devices but it was like a case it was like a little case of those was like i could prop them up and display them and i was like oh shit you know and then mark was like oh it was me uh you know he like politicked his way into getting me you know traded with some people and stuff which was fun it was really appreciated and then i'm like oh i was like i was like and what's in this box he goes oh i didn't get you that i'm like oh okay i look at it (laughs) and it says two it says two birdo from francesco i'm like oh Frank got me something, you know, which I, Frank and I usually always get each other gifts, you know, yeah. uh, Frank, like a big brother to me. So even when he's like, don't get me anything, I always get him something regardless, which I, I got him something pretty fucking sweet actually for this Christmas. Yeah. Uh, so I go 
And it's funny enough, you mentioned Jimmy Lee, you know, our, our new employee. He's standing there, and I'm like, I open it up, and I go, holy shit. Because this whole <laughs> week, this whole week, I spent my time telling people, like, hey, at least in the back, like, hey, don't bring gifts, you know, like, so that nobody feels like you stole their thunder. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> uh, Frank got me a PS5. <laughs> I like Thunder stolen. <laughs> yeah, and I was just like, holy shit. And, like... Jimmy's like, oh my god, what'd you get? And I was like, and I just like turn it around so you can see. He goes, what the fuck? He's like, why did he get you that? I was like, I don't know. And then Ryan's saying, he goes, what you? Get? He goes, what's that? And I just pointed over him. I go, I was like, it's proof that Daddy loves me the most, huh? And uh, no, so so it was very much appreciated. You know, like I went over and I actually got. I think I think the craziest thing that I got uh, for Christmas or you know from Secret Santa was I got a hug from Frank because the man doesn't give those out you know, yeah. a lot, but I was, you know, very thankful that it got it for me. And yeah, man, it, it was awesome. You know, like I love the stuff that Mark got me. Like I've been, because I was wrapping gifts up all night, I, I've just been itching to fucking open up that figure and start, you know, posing them because they are very like articulate and shit, but no, I think overall very happy with the secret Santa experience, um, at work and yeah. Like, yeah. Everyone, everyone seemed, uh, yeah, a lot of times you'll get, you know, a few people that, kind of half-ass it you know let's be honest everyone has those people that work but this year everyone seemed to in general really genuinely try and find something that people love and uh you know not stop by the general store and pick up some keychains and hats you know so uh pretty good christmas party so oh for sure but i think i think you and i actually we got our christmas presents earlier that day in the form of uh this most recent episode uh of the mandalorian and i knew Whoa. again this is spoiler spoiler spoilerific uh if you have if we can't hold it in. yeah if, listen if for some reason you haven't already seen it because boy it was it was just all over the internet almost immediately um yeah just sorry we're gonna talk listen some mando later yeah just listen yeah. to this later go watch that episode um and so this has been your warning and we have been going on a little long so we'll, we'll try to make it quick but holy shit dave i listen, listen that x-wing fighter shows up and i go there's no way that is luke skywalker right there's a hooded jedi running around and i'm like mm, no there's still there's no way that's luke skywalker yeah. There's a green lightsaber and a metal hand. And even then, I'm like, nah, no way. It's Luke. They're finding a way to trick us. They're going to trick yeah. us. They're going to be like, it's Zubity Zorp from, uh, you know, uh, season three of the Clone Wars TV You're series. Like, oh, yeah. That guy did have a green laser and a metal hand. Mm-hmm. I get it. Okay. But no, it was it was the man himself. They they used that weird de-aging technology instead of, yeah. instead of using, like, uh, Sebastian Stan you know yeah, the winter soldier or a good fake yeah yeah or asking those 12 year olds on youtube to to deep fake it but no it was it was insane like this i think this whole episode was just bonkers from from beginning to end you know it, it was a really good episode again minor minor quibbles with it like uh moff gideon kind of was just over the top cartoonish villain yeah. you know, as far as like oh these are my plans which uh, very weird for to see uh you know gene carlos Posito be that character but i mean he's great and in, yeah. in almost everything and this was no yeah, exception shoot up, up a lot of scenery <laughs> which, is, which is great and then listen his yeah. his uh fight with uh mando was pretty fucking awesome you know the lightsaber Very clashing nice. with the dark saber 
you know. And the the thing about this episode too, it it really was the result of like they seeded a lot of things even since like uh season 1, you know, a lot of things that they've been planting and I wouldn't necessarily say foreshadowing, but things they've been dropping here and there really led up to this fight and paid off. You know, like things like like the strength of Beskar and you know the power of the dark saber and a lot of stuff like that like they wrapped they wrapped the end of this uh season in a beautiful bow it was an early christmas gift to all you star wars fans and mandalorian fans and i think that's really what makes this show so great for everyone is it it was really it's made with love and you could feel that every week you know even some of the episodes that people are like ah maybe i didn't like this one but it, it wasn't done as a throwaway like it it was done to like build the steps to some other thing that happens later on down the line. But uh, yeah, I, I saw that X-Wing too. And part of me thought it was those two X-Wing pilots. Yeah. You know? Dave Filoni I, and they, the, the other dude. Yeah. And they, they would come in and they would, the one pilot would kind of get overwhelmed and then you'd see the other X-Wing come in and like maybe blow up these dark troopers. But no, like I kept thinking, Luke Skywalker, but it can't be. They're not going to do that. And so they really did him, and they, they kind of tied everything into the, the main universe. It, and just little touches. The, the the way Mando looked at Grogu, the way Grogu was kind of excited to see Luke, and then, you know, R2 shows up. It's just like, wow. They really hit us with some emotion bombs. Yeah, I'm... I was just overwhelmed by the whole thing like it yeah. it was just, it's just such great storytelling like i listen i i went on a rant last night on on twitter about the last jedi and my feelings about the last jedi which like listen well you were fighting people off on twitter <laughs> well i mean listen my thing is as i talked about it and like nothing that anybody says ever will ever be able to convince me anything otherwise about how i feel about that movie right it just won't you know, like, and I, f- I firmly believe what I said. Ryan Johnson made one good movie in Looper, and then they gave him Star Wars. Yeah. And he failed at making a good Star Wars movie because because they had to bring in J.J. to course correct and then finish telling his story. Okay? Yeah. And if any of you listening to this disagree with me, with all due respect, I don't give a fuck. Because that, because those are that's how I objectively feel, or that is how I subjectively feel about. Uh, this, that's just how I feel about it. Okay, yeah. and like, you no know, one changed my mind. And if you love that movie, by all means, love it, love it with all your heart. But I don't. But you don't have to love it. I don't have well, to love it. And I get your point too. I don't hate it as much as you do, and probably not as much as most people. Um, and a lot of people give ryan johnson a lot of shit and you know what when you're the director of the film that falls off that falls on you when you're the quarterback of a losing team you get hit with all the hard questions right but Mm -hmm. that being said he didn't make this movie in a vacuum disney knew about it they saw the script and and something as giant as star wars it had been vetted from every link of the chain so i think in this case they thought it would be an okay thing. And then they saw the fan backlash and they backpedaled. 
Um, I don't think it's solely his his fault. It's everyone at Disney's fault that this happened. But uh, See, and and normally I would say yeah, but like just the, the way he's carried himself and just like no, like it it nope. It's great. It's just like listen, it's fine, you know, because it is. It was that. It was a lot of like the studio intervening and, yeah. and kind of just fucking things up. And that that has just been my fucking my issue with the whole thing, where like yeah, like Mark Hamill, other people in the movies have been like, yeah, we didn't like this either. You, you know? can see how frustrated Mark Hamill was with it, like even in all the lead up and all the interviews, you could just see him just like dying inside over it. Yeah. But uh, and, and people still yeah. like, nope, nope, no, he doesn't feel that way. It's like, what do you mean the man? But listen, I, I'm digressing here. Face palming. You can see him face palming talking about it. Exactly. So. Like I, but I digress. So, uh, yeah. you know, it's, it's good that well, that, and like, I, I forgot, I forgot rise of Skywalker. I forgot what it was called. I, I saw yeah. it the one time and I, I have no desire to watch it again. And I feel bad because I love the force awakens. I went and saw the force awakens about six times in theaters. Yeah. You know, so, well, and here's the thing too. Like w- when we talk about the new trilogy, very divisive. Um, all, almost, I'd say more divisive than the prequels. Um, but that's that's really the difference between what we saw with the, the the last three mainline Star Wars movies and then the Mandalorian. W- whenever you see what happens, you know, with the Ray trilogy, there is some cynicism, and there's a lot of people saying, you know. Whatever you have the discussion, you're not talking about the story. You're talking about the directing. You're talking about the corporate structure. None of that happens in The Mandalorian other than, man, Dave Filoni and John Favreau, they really love this. They get it. There's no cynicism in it. And, you know, I think I mentioned this in the interview that the, to me, the beautiful thing about The Mandalorian is it was eight weeks of like a, a drop of hope at the end of your, you know, whatever you went through, through that week, Friday, you can come home unwind or maybe Saturday or Sunday, whatever. And you get a, like a little slice of real escapism and hope and great storytelling. And they like, I was discussing this with my brother and, even Ryan, Ryan famously stoic said, this is the greatest piece of television I've ever seen in my life. You'll never hear him praise anything like that. Um, and I got to agree. Like I hesitate because Mandalorian has been around for two seasons. So I hate to say it's the greatest television I've ever seen, but I Pretty honestly, at this point, yeah. I can't name anything that beats it. I can't, you know, so short of like, like I feel like with Watchmen, I liked every episode. I did like, yeah, you know, but, but- I, if someone said, do you want one more season of Mando or one more season of Watchmen? I'll pick Mando. Exactly. Yeah. And it, yeah. because even with like Watchmen, it was, it was with the, when the story <laughs> ended, it was very much, yeah. I'm, I'm happy with what they, with the story that they told. And I yeah. don't feel that like they need to keep going, but with Star Wars, it's like, specifically with Mando, there's still, there's still so much where they could go. Still so much that they can do that's like, yeah, let's, Let's keep exploring this. And I think it's yeah. very similar to, and again, we get into it in this week with uh, our, our episode with Marty and Sarah, where they talk about how like, uh, it's almost like with AEW where every episode of AEW that finishes, you're, you're just like, Oh shit. Like what's next? I want more. Like, right. you know, and that's good. It's great. It's, it's great to be able to uh, invest your time in something and feel like you've been rewarded, you know? Well, 
and, and on the flip side of that AEW thing, like how many times have you watched, again, we don't like to get negative about other wrestling promotions. How many times have you watched maybe like a raw or a SmackDown and immediately you saw on the internet, what the fuck was that? What, you know what I mean? And it's nice to have something else where you're like, wow, they really did something that we didn't expect. I can't wait to see next week. So here's to all the positive stuff out there. Fuck all the negativity. Uh, it's the holiday season. And, you know, kudos to John Favreau. I mean, he he started the Marvel Cinematic Universe and he really jump started the Star Wars uh I don't even know what to call it. He didn't start the universe, but like the TV universe, I guess. Pretty um, good job. Yeah, I mean, listen, I you know they announced all those Star Wars shows, and I I have all the confidence in the world. You know, yeah, like I they're in good hands. Yes, he it, it is in good hands, and I can't keep Ryan Johnson away from him. <laughs> yeah, I I can't wait to to see you know what comes next because again he's just he's knocking it out of the park. Uh, but speaking yeah. of knocking it out of the park. Uh, this week's episode with Marty and Sarah was—it was so much fun. Originally, you we know, oh god, yeah, I—I yeah. I love me some Marty and Sarah, and originally, like, when we kind of thought or we kind of just discussed, like, oh, what should we do for for the Christmas episode? I was like, you know what? Let's bring on Sarah because she's just such a joy. We constantly put her over and talk about how much we love her. Uh, every, you know, almost every time that we speak with someone who also knows her. Like Sarah is someone who I've never heard anyone say anything bad of. And same with Marty, you know, like Marty is someone who like I've known for years now. And as I get older into like my, my adult, my adult life, there's a lot of things that I, I realize like, Oh, I picked this up, uh, you know, from, from him, you know, like I, I mentioned how in conversation he and I had the other day that, one of my favorite things to do is like, so like Jimmy, he's, you know, he started at the shop and I knew, I knew him. So I knew he was going to get along with everyone. And it warms my heart seeing him get along with people, you know, because like it was one of those things where I'm like, Oh yeah, of course he's going to get along with Vinny. Of course he's going to get along with it. Like there's so many things that like he has in common with other people. So whenever I can, you know, I'll be like, Oh, Hey, so-and-so, uh, you know, uh, Jimmy's also into this band or Jimmy's also into that. And, like I, I love that. I love bringing people together. You know, yeah. like what can I tell you about Jimmy? The best thing, the thing I love about him is we'll be talking about the most ridiculous things, and he's he's working away, and we're being asses, and then we'll say stupid stuff, and he'll just belly laugh. So like he's got that kind of deep voice. He'll just belly laugh, and it echoes through the room. It's like the funniest thing ever. So. Oh yeah, no, no, it's it's the best. Like, cause he he does do that laugh. Like, I'll sometimes even I'll walk by and I hear it. Um, but like yeah. that's the thing Marty did. You know, Marty is very much like, oh, you want to meet you know said person? I can help make I can help facilitate that and make that happen. So he's always been a big proponent of that and making that happen. Uh, so I do that as well. So again, I was just I was very happy that we could have both Marty and Sarah on for for this episode. You know, we talked to to both of them at the same time and it went all over the place. I, I will. There's a lot of Kevin Smith talking this which i love yeah. i love that sarah has discovered the view universe and uh yeah. yeah again it's it's a really fun episode well so um let's just go ahead and get into it this week's episode with uh marty and sarah marty and sarah love christmas dave christmas time is uh one of my favorite times of year 
You know, not only yeah. do I like receiving, like, really, I mean, obviously everyone likes receiving cool gifts, but I'm much more of a gift giver. And for this Christmas, we thought, what can we give to the friends of the show? Because they've stuck around, you know, they've listened to every episode. They listen to me ramble every week about the different women I fall in love with, because it's weekly that I fall in love with someone new. Uh, our Mandalorian, our Watchmen talk, yep. because, and I know they think this is a, pro wrestling tees podcast why won't they talk any wrestling and it's fine you or know. t-shirts yeah we or, or t-shirts we <laughs> talk neither uh but the one thing that we wanted to give back to them was uh just the the general spirit of christmas because if there's one person that i know who just embodies christmas the spirit of christmas the most jolly person that i know uh it's one sarah shockey and as <laughs> as a two as a, as a twofer if you're going to give the gift of sarah shockey well then you got to give the gift of marty de rosa as well makes sense yeah so <laughs> as as a gift to our listeners for this christmas episode uh we had to give them none other than uh famous chicago comedian and famous chicago um improv uh person i don't know if that's the right <laughs> word improv famous chicago improviser uh Mar- you guys know who i'm talking renaissance about woman? You, you guys renaissance saw- woman. yeah renaissance woman commentator, guys- color, commentator. <laughs> color commentator for blp color commentator of the year uh you guys uh. you guys know who i'm talking about ladies and gentlemen uh marty de rosa and sarah joy shockey uh marty and sarah how are you guys doing Hello, boys. What an intro. That was a very good <laughs> I don't need any Christmas presents now. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, well, I mean, listen, we, me and Stank spend so almost every other podcast that we do, where we're like, it, it's it, it, at some point, it's either, oh, Matt Nix or Sarah Joy Shockey told us how awesome of a person you it is. Anytime we talk to a wrestler, it's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> Conversely, with most people, yeah. too, we're like, yo, Marty DeRosa said you are a piece of shit. Sarah, a lot of fun things about you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it, it felt right to have you have both you guys on for the Christmas episode because I think between the four of us, it's uh, probably a lot of different Christmas experiences that we've had. Um, Obviously, this is everyone's first and hopefully last COVID Christmas, um, which is generally just like a, a real cheap way of just like uh, promoting every holiday themed episode. We're <laughs> like, this is our first uh, uh, first COVID Arbor Day, you guys. <laughs> um, holidays in <laughs> together yeah. apart. Yeah. But how uh, have you guys been holding up, you know, these last few months of the pandemic, especially you know, there's there's news of oh, there might be a cure, not a cure, a vaccine for vaccines, it soon. Yeah. But like you guys, I know for the most part, have kind of just been holed up up there in your castle. For those of you unaware, they live in a fancy high rise <laughs> downtown. It's the 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 hundred and thirty seventh floor, I believe it is. <laughs> All the help is wearing masks. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Hundred thirty seventh is the pool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, um, we've been good. We've been we really like each other, so it's nice kind of to, to be cozied up together. In my opinion, oh my god, I think Sarah likes it because uh, she's like, "Hey, when this vaccine goes down, like I don't have to be going out all the time." I do, do say I? that a lot, yeah. I mean, yeah she's, but she's, I buckled just, I would down. Say, thriving in this yeah, certain environment, I buckled down and started being really specific with the creative work that I do. So I'm getting a lot of writing done and drawing and stuff that I really used to kind of put aside for more live events. So I've been really enjoying that side of it, which is uh, better for me to focus on the positive things than to think about all the terrible things. What about you? Yeah, same thing. 
<laughs> Ditto. <laughs> well, I imagine a lot more uh, time on YouTube, right, Marty? Because you're famously someone who will who will get uh, as one drugs Delaney would say, yonced and uh, <laughs> and drugs. yeah, and spend some time on on YouTube down various rabbit holes. Yes, I. That's uh, it's still been a passion. I watched so many videos about uh, Star Wars. I watched so many critiques of, of just like bad movies, that, which I love. Uh, I watched a bunch of movies and I've wa- I started you and I know you, met, you heard it on the podcast, but I started like listening to all these Kevin Smith interviews again. And I was like watching some of these films and, and I'm like, I'm, I'm very fascinated. I have lots of questions for you later on. Well, you and I, we, we were we were texting about it the other day because I've also like I subscribed to his Patreon, so I've I've had just access to everything he's put out ever. And I, uh, a clerk level or a, a ball rat level or a, uh, I'm, a yoga hoser? No, I'm like the the like lowest tier. I I need just the audio. I don't. Clerk, I'm like <laughs> uh, you know. I'm know like, yeah, I'm like I don't need to fucking. You, they don't need to send me any unmade scripts of stuff. I'm like, I'm fine. I'm good. Just let me because if you sp- follow, if you follow him, but you don't pay, that tier is called chasing Lamy. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Listen, I am. So like, Sarah, Sarah. Oh, Sarah does a cool bit where I, I just had ball rats on because I was like, I want to see if these movie, how these movies hold up because I used to really like some of them, and I was, I'm just fascinated. Because uh, some of the later ones I'm, I'm not a fan of, and I just wonder like what happened or whatever. So I'm watching Mulrats, and Sarah sometimes when I'm watching something, she'll start like mimicking it, like kind of. You do it to, to me too, though. Yeah, you do it to, to me. Each other. But if I'm like listening to a song, she'll kind of like start making fun of it a little bit. And so I had it on. I had Mulrats on, and Sarah was in the kitchen, and then she starts like doing all this talk and like, what is what are some of the things you said? I did that when well, I was first like, she says about the how Kevin Smith thinks that if a woman gets hit in the tit, it's, it hurts as much as a guy getting hit in the nuts. Yeah. He had a bit in mall rats where she gets hit in her boob and she like, can't even talk. And she's like, oh, 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 and I'm like, I don't think that's not how boobs work. It's like, <laughs> and then how do they do the dialogue? The dialogue's usually like, Oh man, two weeks ago, I beefed in front of Amy Lawberger. <laughs> and that was at the Christmas party for the whole town. And you're like, it's always, we started doing Kevin Smith Mad Libs where it's like, Oh no, I sharted on Ross Bentley and his dad's 75th. <laughs> I will say the, the one thing I loved from this like last episode of Marty and Sarah, I love wrestling, uh, award-winning podcast, uh, you know, <laughs> F plus by MJF. <laughs> Um, it was like all the viewers universe references because that is something like me and Marty like we we famously went in I uh, Marty took me to watch James Sarah, Sarah Bob reboot so funny yeah Sarah thinks it's so funny that it's called the viewers universe I was like I thought someone was like like dump like dunking on him and he was like you know members of the viewers universe and I laughed so hard and I was like man what a dig and Marty's like no that's what it's called I was like oh yeah I mean famously Kevin Smith before the Marvel before the MCU and like the the DCEU Kevin Smith was he was ahead of the curve on that one like much like with podcasting he was ahead of a curve and you know he he made his own universe (laughs) that's why it was it was very interesting like 
even myself kind of getting into it like when i was younger way younger than i should have been watching those movies and it's just like oh wow these these characters do all like that i feel like that prepared me for what was to come with the mcu because it's even harder same like i love like even with wrestling where you know where they'll just be like kenny omega former iwgp champion even if it's something as small as that i'm like i'm like they said it they acknowledged it not as a because you know there's other companies where they're like uh he spent some time in japan and won various titles <laughs> and did a lot of cool things you know tried some different foods over there we don't know what else yeah it's always very vague uh but yeah it's kind of like with marty um going back and like watching some of those kevin smith movies it is one of those things like even my favorite is clerks 2 which came out in like 2007 <laughs> He says that that's his best movie too, which that blows my mind. Yeah, but like you go back and watch, and there's just so much like, like <laughs> there's so much like fucked up. Like there's a scene where where Randall, who's like 31, 32, is talking about like all the seventeen year olds he fucks. <laughs> dude, with the mall, do the mall rats thing because the girl was like fifteen or whatever. There is like. That's Stacy Kitten Caboodle. She's 14, but she knows how to eat out, suck dick, and shit out her mouth. <laughs> and you're like, oh, no. <laughs> See, Kevin, so right now, Kevin Smith does like a, is a series called Wake and Bake, where he literally just wakes up, gets high, and just talks different things. And right now, he's going through an old script that like Disney, he, he talks about Disney paid him $75,000 to write Clerk, yeah. to write a movie that was essentially Clerks. Uh, at yeah. a restaurant, which was most of his movies, like Mall Rights is just clerks in a mall, mm-hmm. and yeah. he's like reading the script to this thing, and it is almost as like everything you've been saying right now. Like it is a lot of just <laughs> yeah. like you know. Uh, I I just like I I was listening to all those interviews with him and stuff, and like yeah, I mean it's like I'm more fascinated too with his career and everything. And he talks about some of those movies. And he's like. Well, that one I got paid. I got paid three million dollars to direct, and I'm like, oh my god, I forget you have like you're like a millionaire making these movies. It's so wild. Yeah, and like they paid him to write. They famously paid him to write that Superman movie that was yeah just bonkers for the while. Like, he he made a, a a bunch of stuff for Prince too. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Like, yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And they were just like, oh okay, Prince is kind of weird, so we're just never gonna release any of this. And he's like. Mm-hmm. okay i guess i mean if you get paid for it why not but it is very interesting to go back because he even has like again the, the one thing that me and you talk about is a uh, emo kev like these yeah. tapes that he recorded oh, that's yeah. why i got into all this yeah and it, it like there's so emo kev is like a couple episodes uh him and the, who's that who's that guy scott moser, that, scott moser. Mm-hmm. yeah and the, and he kevin smith when he was like 18 or 19 or 20 or how old he was was 17 around that yeah he was 17 yeah and he was riding his bike around and he had a little voice recorder and he was just like basically like you know he would be like (laughs) he'd be like like, uh becky wants me you know he'd be like this girl wants me to come over she's just a girl like what am I just going to go put my heart over there and take it away from her and leave her (laughs) flat on the ground and then he and then when they talk about it's so funny because he'll be like well, you, you, you were gonna go over there and have sex with her. Like, why are you yeah, acting like, like you're above this? Yeah, he's like, this nice girl was gonna come to you and have sex with you, 
And I don't know if like, I want to get wrapped goes, up in that mess. I don't know if I want to answer the door. <laughs> it's just so great that he makes fun of that or whatever. So See, like, like I, I thought that was great. I have that to an extent where like Facebook, like everyday Facebook will be like, oh, you posted, <laughs> you posted this on this day several years ago. And it's, I almost always delete like everything from from like at a certain point from before the age of 18 because i delete of, a lot of tweets a lot yeah. of it is like really cringe and yeah, i you had some good emo tweets oof. back in the day oh yeah and i and, and like <laughs> mr blue valentine oh god yeah and see that's so that's a thing us and i was talking about with wes for your friend of the show wes allen because uh over on on his podcast uh boy does that boy cash just say the most uh absurd things and like it's i can only imagine at his age saying all the fucked up shit that he's saying because again like it's it's little boy shit as as sarah said little boy shit that you just say and you don't ever really think about we have a new one that we have a new one that we use real quick it's called dorm room shit and that's if i like had a knife and went like whoop any like, like any like dangerous fuckery is dorm room shit. Dangerous fuckery, Sarah calls out as dorm room shit. But you called me out. I almost I pretended to throw a Reese's cup at Marty like this, and then I didn't. Obviously, he kind of flinched. He was like, "That was dorm room shit." And I was like, "You're totally right. It was." But like, imagine like all like the the little boy shit, dorm room shit, and it being recorded. You know, For like yeah. we just our generation just missed that because I have videos that I was able to tape but they're all safely tucked away. However, our videos never got any better because we didn't have millions of teenagers from around the world on TikTok to compare it with. So these kids are getting better way faster than us, and we should all respect them mightily starting now because they'll be able to rip us. They can already rip us to shreds. Let's be real. Let's respect the youth. Yeah, like I... Like Mar- Marty famously told me about some of his like earlier Halloween costumes and he was a kid and I'm like, man, it is oh, a good, okay. like, you know, like it's a good thing that you grew up when you did, you know, because it's just, it would have, it would have not been the best. Well, but for- you know better later. You would know better later. Like that's the thing is that in, in context, you know, like there's, we all learn and I think slowly as a society, we're delicately <laughs> progressing. And I don't think you'd wear the same Halloween no. costume nowadays no. that you did back in the days. No. Well, kind of like going back, you know, talking about like the olden days, like are there any, with this being like a Christmas centric episode, are there any like specific Christmases that stick out to you guys? Like I was actually, I was just talking about it with uh, a friend of mine because my nephew, this poor boy has been having, he's not had the best birthday week ever because it's his birthday tomorrow as of this recording. And, Earlier in the week, my sister messages me at like one, maybe two a.m. She goes, "I just ruined, I just ruined Christmas for Alex." And I go, "Oh no, what's wrong?" She was moving his elf on the shelf because she was she thought he was asleep, and she said much like uh, like any Hallmark movie, she she's moving his elf on the shelf, and he's just standing behind her, going, "Mom, what are you doing?" Yeah, and he had a, he and he had a full breakdown where and and I quote. He was saying the the world is all everyone in the world is lying to me. Everybody is fake. I can't believe anyone. I can't trust anyone. Mind you, this is an eight. Oh, those, are the, wow. those, are the, those are the lyrics of Olympus. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, you can't trust anybody. Yeah, I was like, oh, I was like, I was like, what Smashing Pumpkin song is that? You know, 
but <laughs> but beautiful she, writer but the pain is palpable but i was like oh i was like this poor kid and and i like instantly me i was like well, what can i do i was like i will hire someone to dress like santa and show up and bring it and she was like well, no oh, then, but then you'd be lying to and, him and, and that's what she said like, you're part of the problem oh, gotta yeah. Grow up quick. yeah she was like no she was like we already had the conversation about santa and i had the one where i was like just throwing money at the situation. Look at how Strong becomes a wealthy man now with all his podcasting empire. Well, then hire two salmons. Three. How many will take? Now hire a boy from the warehouse. Put, a, put an outfit on. Rest well, his kids, baby. Well, I, Santa humanity. Well, I would gladly, I would gladly dress up as Santa. But then here comes, you know, the story that I, you know, I was, I was trying to tell is when I was maybe like probably his age. My dad dressed up as Santa showed up gave me and my sister presents and then left and as a kid i was like holy shit santa showed up thinking about it in hindsight one the guy never spoke because clearly if he did i'd be like what mexican santa what's going on <laughs> two two he looked just like my dad you know and i never questioned that as a kid either but as a kid though it's like yeah, yeah you, you see those beard. dads are all just one so if you've ever seen christmas evil you know that the the boy's dad dressed up like santa and he saw this, and he was so excited. But then later, he caught the dad, aka Santa, uh, having doing sex stuff to the mom, and he thought Santa was having sex with his mom, and it made him a murderer. So you got to be careful. <laughs> got to be drunk. careful with the lies yeah. that we tell for the holiday spirit. A murderer. Well, yeah, I mean, well, I'm glad that I didn't make a murderer. But what are like what are some specific Christmases that like stick out to you guys? So my some of my favorite Christmases were when I was like deep into running my figure feds. Like when I had whether it was the LJNs or the Hasbro's, uh, it was like I would build my whole year would be built to Christmas. That was my WrestleMania, and I would have my my match my whole card under the tree, and I just thought. I always thought it looked so classy to have a big giant Christmas tree and then the wrestling ring on it. I I would make the packages like the aisleway and everything. It was like my crowning achievement as a as a young boy booker as a a little Tony Khan Jr. of my action <laughs> figures. Little Mark. And we Tom. had uh, videos coming in. <laughs> Noli was making his figure fed, and Marty asked for a video and like to know who's on the card tonight, like who's <laughs> winning, and it was so fun watching you watch yeah, him. Yeah, I want I want videos of kids like explaining to me their booking process of their figure feds, and I want to know like you know who were the champs and who was hot and who's not and who they who they're looking to bring in. And the other thing we talked about on our podcast this week is. We want kids announcing wrestling matches, but they're told that they, they can be as bad as they want and their parents aren't going to hear it at all. And I want them to just go crazy. Yeah, that was my big idea, to dub all of Raw. Within a, within a day, you collect all these audio samples, and then some diligent editor goes through and picks all the best ones and like strings it together. And it's like, you don't really hear any other noise except these kids commentating. It lines up perfectly. Million-dollar idea. I mean, it's, yeah, it's definitely a way to get like more <laughs> viewers. Because I mean, even if we're like as an experimental thing, it'd be like, why not? Like, it, it's either that I or I want to hear what these kids say. Yeah, because you know it's gonna be because even though they say like it's right, your parents aren't listening. There's gonna be a good fraction of them who are still like, there's there's no way my mom's not gonna listen to this, and they'll be like, yeah, like those, <laughs> yeah when those kids have the cookie at the table, like the, you can have one now or all of them later, and they leave the room, and the kids are like. 
we shouldn't eat these. <laughs> <laughs> what about what about you, sir? Are there any particular like uh, Christmases stick out to you? Because I know you you grew up a little bit more religious. Yeah, we always make a big fuss over Christmas. My dad, my brother, all the men of the household every Christmas Eve cook a special big dinner. I always wrap presents on Christmas Eve because I don't you want to use my own wrapping paper. <laughs> and I think the coolest thing is like usually at the end of Christmas, my parents have something planned and it kind of varies on who it is. Sometimes it's like my mom would get it. Sometimes I would get it. Sometimes my sister or brother. Usually it's the nephews now. But they'll do like a scavenger hunt around the house and like hide clues and everything. And there was one year where it led to a bouncy house in the basement of my parents' (laughs) place. And my nephews were, I want to say like three and four or four and five or yeah, like I think they, they were young. And then seeing this bounce house like inflated in the basement and knowing that they would get to play with it like every winter, all winter, they still have it. It was like, that was real Christmas magic. And we went all through the house. They didn't know that it was like inflated hanging out down there. They dumped a bunch of ball pit balls in there. It was so festive. There is so al- generous. There is always something fun about doing things like you mentioned, like the scavenger hunt. Like I'm notorious in my family for doing the box inside of a box inside of a box bit. Like I, <laughs> I like I did that now because with uh, with uh, M3 Toys with Michael's uh, toy business downstairs. All they have so are just boxes. these giant boxes from Walmart, Target, whatever, everything that come. And I've, I mentioned today, about three, four years ago, I went to a Target after like, uh, after the, after Christmas, where they have their after Christmas sales. And I bought so much wrapping paper that to this day, I have not purchased, like, I have just wrapping paper to spare. So I'll Surplus. be like, okay, I'm like, sure, I'll use a whole fucking roll just doing it. And it's now to the point where my family's like, <laughs> Please, like how many, like I can't do this. Well, how good does that go? Like what, what has been the final, like what was the final present? Well, the, the, all the different boxes. I mean, it's usually, it's usually in the past few years, it's been something small. It's just, it's like, it'll be like a small box where they open it up and it's like, oh, your real present is under like, you know, under the kitchen oh, yeah. or something. I Famously, the, the best one was the first, the best one of this was the first time that I ever did it because it was my nephew was about three years old and I didn't tell anyone I was doing it. Like now they all suspect it. So I didn't, I just didn't tell anyone I was doing it. And so he's opening and Oh my God. Oh my God, mommy, look, there's another box. And he finally gets to the last one. It's about a, a jewelry sized box, opens it up. And it's a bunch of paper. He goes, Oh, and they're like, what, what's wrong? And he pulls out a piece of coal. He goes, well, he goes, I thought I was good. And he, and everyone loses it. Everyone's, they're crying. And he, oh, no. everyone's like crying in laughter because this kid's freaking out. And like, my dad's like, why didn't you tell me? He's nephew like, just had Santa ruined Yeah, him. Santa ruined for him. It, oh, it, yeah. You are part murder. of the problem. <laughs> yeah, 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 but it's unbelievable. You know, but it was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In hindsight, I am recording. This is the making. This is the making of uh, Darth Vader. Yeah. All the proofs right here in this Christmas pudding. We'll yeah. Play this on. Snow. Yeah. They will play this on one of those like Netflix documentaries where they're just this like is where it all began. Alex Hernandez murdered. Yeah. A room full of the young Christmas Jedi. Killer. <laughs> the Christmas killer. Uh, what about you, Stan? Because you're, you're the you're the only one here with actual kids of your own. Yeah. Well, like growing up, we were pretty religious but like i'd say we were a fairly dysfunctional family so like christmas never was really that great <laughs> that that would seem where Aww. like all the year's grievances came to a head so but because of that i always wanted to make it special for 
you know, at first my stepsons and then like my daughter. So like with my stepsons, every year was really fun trying to outdo their dad. <laughs> He'd be like, oh, I, I, got him, I got him these books. I was like, well, I got you the Halo 3 edition Xbox. <laughs> you know, it would just be a lot of that. But Everyone like, wins. Yeah. <laughs> but like with my daughter, we really went into like the Elf in the Shelf stuff. So, you know, we got her the Elf in the Shelf. We named her Violet. And then, you know, we would do different things every day. But then like every year it would get a little more sinister. And then uh, one morning my daughter woke up and all her stuffed animals were kind of on our kitchen counter. And the elf on the shelf was taped to the wall, and it was like a ch- it was a chalkboard wall, and says, "We want this elf out of here now." And then ah. it really scarred my daughter. She was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, that would mess me up. Yeah. Oh no! Like, what are you doing? Well, it, it, it was my wife's idea, but I was like, at first I thought my daughter would be like, "Oh, this is funny," and she was like, uh, I, "I don't want these dolls in my room anymore." <laughs> so. I think about how my stuffed animals all had very specific like personalities. I would sort yep. them by different things. So yeah, if I saw that and then it was like the the view of universe that I'd created yeah. for my stuffed animals, I'd be like, we got to oh, start over. Man. We got all new stuffed animals. Yeah, so put like, them on a boat. Um, and my daughter actually held on to the idea of Santa till pretty late. I think like till ten, and then someone at her school. Like their parents said, Santa's not real, and then that person went around to every single girl, saying, uh, "My parents said Santa's uh, not real, and they're all lying to you." And then she came home. She's like, "How do you think that is? How do you think that weighs on a little kid when they're on their way to school and they're like, I gotta tell them, I gotta buy them.' Well, I, I was mad. <laughs> I went in our little, you know, she went to a Catholic school, and we had like a little Facebook group. And I was like, to whoever's parents said to their kid that Santa doesn't exist and allowed them to spread this lie to my child. I don't appreciate it. And then like it dawned on my daughter. She's like, wait, Santa's not real. What about the tooth fairy and the East? And I see all, I see all these icons of her childhood just falling like dominoes. Like like, instantly, like where is my mind by the pixie start to just play in her head? She just, and so she she was very upset but then i think it dawned on her that she had a little more leverage with asking for gifts and there was less of a chance she would get coal in her uh stocking so it it all worked out for the best but yeah like for us christmas time is always um making crafts and like chocolate covered pretzel rods and all sorts of extra fattening goods but it's, it's a fun time it's a warm time around the house see so. those sound like fun traditions like i've like i i have a face a facebook post that again it comes up like every every other oh, around christmas time yeah where like at, it's weird in my household because so like my parents they're, they're from mexico and they tried to like americanize everything that we did but because they're from mexico they like they didn't do it right like there's a lot of like uh just like random you know like i've never had to this day me with my family we've never had a traditional thanksgiving meal you know it's always just been like ah it's okay we'll make tamales and order pizza instead so when i would go to like other other families like thanksgivings i'm like the fuck are you guys cooking chicken for they're like that's a turkey i'm like what are we like what are we eating turkey for we always eat all the same food yeah they're like you want yams i'm like no, I want tamales now. <laughs> but like really the only Christmas tradition that we have is my me, my sister and my dad will like 
tease my brother and give him shit. And then once my mom gets mad and yells at us, we just start making fun of her, you know? And, then it, and it's all in jest. It's all yeah. fun. But that's like as far of a Christmas tradition as we have. That's why like now that I'm older, I'm like, no, we're going to fucking, we're going to have some traditions. And I'm going to like try and, and, and do it. But what about you guys? Are there any like Christmas traditions that, you know, you had growing up or even now? I mean, because you guys have been spending... As as per mentioned on last week's episode of Martin and Sarah, it was the four year slam anniversary of you two guys being together. So yeah, four year anniversary. Uh, I have to listen to the, uh, the. I have to watch the video of the old uh, like claymation hard, hard rock. rock Coco and Joe. They would always play on WGN. Mm-hmm. Like I got to see that. That's got to be. I got it. I got to watch that video. That's like tradition. I really like to, yeah, I like to watch any of the classic Christmas movies that I love. I love Muppet Christmas Carol. I love the Alistair Sim Christmas Carol. I love an American Christmas Carol with um, the Fonz is uh, Scrooge. I love Elf. Um, I also promote Love Actually. I also promote a uh, fun, like kind of perverted version of Santa. Like I always wrap up a few presents from Santa for my family, but it's always like, he buys my sister-in-law like underwear from the dollar store and stuff. But then he'll get my dad like the wrong kind of hammer. Like it's just like, <laughs> it's bad. And I think that that's very fun. See, that, that is also a, a fun bit that I like doing. Like I, like I mentioned, I got my nephew, like I was literally, we were just talking about it with Dave where since I got my nephew, a, a, a PS five, I think it's, I, I might actually still have my PS three box. Uh-huh. I want to like wrap uh-huh. that up and just play it off as like, Oh, I didn't know. Or like my sister, she asked for some like volumizing, very expensive brush. I don't know. So you might know about these fancy brushes. Is it the one that blows air? It blows air through it yeah. like a hair. Dra- yeah, it's the best. It is the best hairstyling tool on the planet. You're right to get it. Everyone, if you're thinking about it, do it. See, so she asked for that. So, of course, I got it. But I also went to the dollar store, just bought a brush. And I'm going to have her open that <laughs> and just be like, "Oh, did I get the wrong so one?" Twisted, <laughs> You're a twisted man. Yeah, I, it's like you can't give them just straight joy yeah. without a little Kevin Smith edge on it. <laughs> well, it's you know, it's part of the it's part of the viewers universe, Christmas universe. Yeah, you know, edgy edgy yeah. verse. Yeah, your stink palm and everybody on Christmas. <laughs> oh God, I. See, that's one of those things where, like, going back to, like, like the viewers universe, like the stink palm. <laughs> How many people tried yeah. doing that? Because you know, you know for sure. Just, oh. like, some people had to have fucking tried that. Which, like, in a post-COVID world, like, I don't want to touch anyone's yeah. hands. Ugh. Let alone, like, <laughs> like we, I, I went to the Kevin Smith pop-up. And by virtue of its COVID, there wasn't that many people around. Like, they only let X amount of people in at a time and stuff. Where like, was this at? Uh, it was uh by like State Street, and it was like somewhere near downtown. It was, yeah. Is it a movies? Yeah, it was a movies. You yeah. Oh. They did an actual movies <laughs> pop up. I would have wanted to go. Which well, oh, I I was. It was cool. It was fun. I was a little disappointed because the one in L.A. They literally just made it look like you were at the actual quick stop at the actual movies with like. They probably have all the props down there, but here it was just like some restaurant, and they were like, "Yeah, it's movies," yeah. and kind of put some props and stuff around. Been to those pop ups where they're like, "Ah, we've got it on the TV, so it's the uh, it's the pop up bar of that thing you like." I've, I I famously I took uh, John Pollock, Waiting, and some of the other post wrestling people to an office themed pop up bar, 
which by that I mean yeah. they had a few standees of people from the office. Yeah, we yep. The Parks and Rec. Yeah, we went to the, the Parks and Rec when I was playing the Simpsons at that video game bar. Yep. Yeah, it's like okay, you get some pop ups, and it's like, oh yeah, that's the Taco Bell they always get, or something like that. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, they're like, here's a fun uh, Parks and Rec themed drink, and it's like, oh, okay, like you just it's the Shirley Temple. <laughs> it's like yeah, you just cleared out the back room and stuff. Um, Can I get one? Uh, it's Britney, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> So, it's just a mic. Yeah, I get one on Britney, bitch, and uh, one, uh, yeah. So do you get, one, what else? Do another and, one. And one, uh, you know that one episode where they- The one Jim and Pam are getting along. <laughs> the one Jim and Pam almost get divorced. Yeah, you know. like what? That I fell off. I stopped watching. As soon as a show starts messing with the key romance that they've pulled us in with, I'm like, then don't make them be together. Like once you make them be together, if the route you go is give them relationship problems, I'm out every time. Mm-hmm. Well, if there was like a certain, I don't even remember which is one of the later seasons where, um, what's his name? He was, uh, the guy who plays Andy. He was also in the hangover movies. Uh, Ed Helms. At, yeah. Ed Helms. Where he had started to blow up, but they had already, ri- they'd written a storyline for him where like he gets the secretary to fall in love with him and then immediately like blew up so he just couldn't be on the show so after a whole season of like will they won't they they're like oh well they actually won't because he has to go film uh you know the remake of <laughs> hangover, yeah, yeah he has to go film the hangover 3 so he can't actually be yeah. here like i i literally think it was for that season they were like ah eh, he's on a they could have just written them both off as they got married and he got another job hello I think he. Had, I think he's one of those maniacs, and it was the same thing with like Michael J. Fox with Back to the Future, where they would do their like movies during the day and then film the sh- TV shows at night. And when he was on The Office, I think he was also filming something. And then, yeah, it ha- that's wild to yeah. think that. Like that was the same thing with Michael J. Fox. I'm reading this like '80s book. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, he. It was the. Family ties. Family ties. Yeah, yeah, he was doing family ties, yeah. and that's why like a lot of Back to the Future was at night. Yeah, because they fired Eric. Eric. Uh, Stoltz. Eric Stoltz. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know what you almost said. Eric. I was an Eric. Eric Story. Not my friend. Yes. Yeah. So, do you guys? Do you guys? Any of you guys have any recollection of like the best thing you got for, like for Christmas? Because like even like I remember as a kid, and it might have been this might have been where it came from, but. If there was because my dad and I both have the same name. We're both uh, at CM Scrump underscore one. Yeah. Uh, no, we're, we're <laughs> he's, he's point five. Yeah, <laughs> Junior. yeah, no, like we're we're both technically. I'm I'm technically Alberto the third, and he's technically Alberto Junior. But it's in neither of our names, which is why, like, when I was younger and I would get like tickets, I'd be like, "Oh, Dad, here you got a fucking speeding ticket." And he'd be like, I, he'd be like, "I don't remember being here." I'm like, "Yeah, man, that's fucked up, though." You should have. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. That's definitely you. you yeah, it wasn't until like I got my own car that I'm like, Ugh, I gotta watch the fucking speed limit now. That sucks. Yeah. Uh, but there was like one Christmas where there was a, uh, a Nintendo 64, and it just said to Alberto from Santa, and I opened it up, and he was like, and my mom was like, no, no, no. She's like, that wasn't for you. But my dad never played video games. So yeah. I was like, was it really for my dad? Like maybe my mom was trying to get him to play video. Like my dad's a gym rat. Like he, he literally looks like Kurt Angle looks now. 
Like it's weird. I like <laughs> I saw I currently saw a picture of Kurt Angle. I sent it to my sister with no context. <laughs> and she goes, Wow, that does look like my dad. You know, so maybe oh she, Yeah, maybe she was yeah. like, uh but like what so I mean She wanted him to have permission to say no if you wanted to play it. It's mine actually, <laughs> so yeah, so and I typically that is like my go-to answer where I'm like, oh, that year I got a Nintendo 64, or I guess the year my nephew was born because it was, you know, he's born the 19th, so it's, a, it's just a few days before Christmas. Yeah. But like, what about you guys? Is there any like particular thing you got that sticks out in your memory when you think of Christmas? I mean, you always knock it out of the park. I feel like we have had some real. I always cry because Marty, like last Christmas, <laughs> oh, this was so nice. You got me little fun vouchers. Well, you got me the Jeffrey Bear tote bag, which Jeffrey Bear is a WTTW personality who hosts Chicago documentaries. And I'm such a fan of his. And Marty uses connections and got me an autographed tote bag, which I framed. It's signed. It says, hi, Sarah. And then he got uh, vouchers that were like, we're going to go to NXT and we're going to go to Disney World. And I was like, so excited and those were that was the last trip we went to florida we yeah. did nxt we did disney we came back we did AEW, and then it was march and it was like well if you're gonna like go into this year this way yeah we might have froze nope you guys are good and i would okay, I, cool. I would say my, mine is weird because my like most notable the one i remember the most wasn't a gift that i got but my neighbor when I was a little boy, he got the uh, G.I. Joe USS flag oh. and the, the Cobra Terradrome. And I was like, oh, my God. And he's like, they're both put together. He's like, come on over. Oh. And I was like, I was so even though even though they weren't mine, I was like, I'm going to get to play with these. And I remember just going down his basement stairs and like walking into the room. And I just saw the both. And I was like, oh, and like it like the USS flag is like the largest. It's toy so giant. Made. Yeah. And it like. It, it's like six feet long. It just is beautiful. And I just remember seeing it and being like honored to be in its presence. Oh. And I was like, I get to play with this. Like it was such a cool moment. Do you think you would still have that reaction if like if you walk like if you walked into our office and I just had that thing just sitting over here in the corner? I, dude, it's an it, impressive so toy. There, <laughs> there is a uh there's like a toy store by us on Belmont. And they've got in their window, it's like they've got just stuff just packed in there. And um, they've got like the the remnants of the USS flag in the window. And everyone I go, whenever I go by, I look at it. Uh, it's like the coolest thing in the world. I have, a, I have a problem with going into those like used toy stores because yeah. I just want to buy everything. Like, and uh, there was, I was living, when I was briefly living by Niles. There was one that it was just tucked away in like some random like plaza. So I was like, all right, I'll go check it out. I walked in and immediately was, I just wanted to buy everything. And I, I, I just I had to leave because I'm like, I don't want, I yeah. didn't have the space for all these like <laughs> random toys that yeah. I wanted. But also, the guy was really nice and he was like, ah, he's like, well, he's like, let me know how much you want to pay for all this stuff. And I hate, I hate yeah. that. Because oh, they put you right yeah. on the spot. To put you on the spot, I'm like, just. Yeah. Give me a give me a price and I'll decide like whether or not it's like worth yeah. buying, buying back that tiny you piece start of my childhood. The negotiation. Yeah. What about <laughs> yeah. what about what about you, Dave? Well, like I got a couple notoriously like bad gifts from my parents. Like one time I got a a hardcover Webster dictionary, like a big <laughs> like it looks like wow. Lord of the Rings. 
I was like, oh, great. <laughs> I mean, I <laughs> wish I still had it you're now. Like, you're like, this gift is uh, shitty. It was literally like five <laughs> inches thick and like hardbound. I was like, I wish I had it now. But like as a kid, I was like, this is horrible. Why would you give me this? And then one year, it was like a year after I stopped Little League, they got me a bunch of like baseball gear. <laughs> like I got a bat and some like Franklin gloves and, and a pitcher's net. I didn't pitch at all. And so, like, immediately I turned them into fingerless gloves and, like, I would ride on my BMX bike. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I did get a couple good ones. My, my favorite one was a Lego pirate ship, which I think they just reissued recently this year. Ooh, I love giant, that ship my brother had. Yeah, it had striped flags. You could see, like, the galley and stuff and cannons and stuff. That, that was probably my favorite gift. And it was, like, my first, like, real introduction to Lego. So it was a pretty big one. Um... But yeah, like other than that, like not a lot of gifts were happening at Christmas. Uh, and, and again, that's kind of informing the way I treat my kids. Like I go completely overboard because I don't want them to hate me and resent me when I grow up. When they grow up. <laughs> you don't want you don't want you don't want them to be on a podcast several yeah, years saying, later talking about that yeah. time you got them uh, gloves dad, and a dad got me shitty Ooh. gifts that had nothing to do with any of my interests. <laughs> so. Well, that that's always like too like like we mentioned we did secret or a secret Santa at the shop, and that's always one of those things where like I I've. I haven't participated in many secret Santas, but it's, it is always fun. Like how, how well do the people like at your work know you? Mm -hmm. Cause I, it is always one of those things where as much as I'm as happy as I am to open up my gifts, I'm much more excited to see like, Oh, what did like, what did this person think? What does this person think Marty really likes? And then seeing them open and it's just like, so, cause sometimes they do hit it out of the park where I'm like, Oh hell yeah. He'll really like that. But then sometimes it's like, what, why would, why would he want a book on how to learn to speak Portuguese? Marty's never was talked about wanting to learn how to speak Portuguese. Yeah, because yeah. Well, Secret Santa was great this year. We had so many employees doing it, um, and we had so many new ones that kind of didn't realize we really go in on Christmas normally. See so. that—that's why I, I. Yeah, they were I made pretty it, surprised to get nice gifts. I famously one year got a, I got a, a Rick and Morty mug. And a uh, self massager, not a vibrator. If people have said a yeah. vibrator, uh-huh. it's for your neck. It was literally, <laughs> yeah, it's for my neck. No, it was like, it an alarm goes off if you put it anywhere but your neck. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was very clearly like, listen, uh, this person clearly forgot, went to Five Below, like right before work, and just yeah. picked, up, picked up whatever. <laughs> and again, it's fine. Like I, I'm, I'm much more happy like giving gifts, but I always feel bad for what like. What did you put in that one though? What did you put in that one? That year, uh, see that year, yeah. I, I was, I was lucky. I got Vi- not, I got Vinny, so I got him like it was like a giant Pennywise bobblehead, a bunch of like Gremlin Gosh. stuff. Like I'm, like this year, this That's year, great. this year I got Matt Nix, and it was, so it was the easiest thing. Like I didn't even easy because again you have like the little list that's like three interests, yeah. which his was like. Uh, it was like wrestling, alcohol, whatever. Yeah, and I was color like, purple, yeah. yeah, I was like, oh, color. Yeah, I was like, oh, this is the easiest thing. And I actually I wanted to get him that WWE wine. They have like that Undertaker wine, which we had, oh, God, yeah. which we had. At, Ryan had it. Yeah. Ryan had it at the shop yesterday, and everyone who tasted it said it tasted disgusting. Yeah. Which makes me glad that I didn't spend because you had they're like a hundred dollars each a bottle and they Which, make I mean what did you think Undertaker wine would taste like? Yeah. It can't be good. A little musky, yeah. a little dirt, you know. Hey guys, it's very earth tones. Yeah. 
Yeah, your friends Marty and Sarah sent you some Undertaker wine for the for the New Year, and Look. they paid a thousand dollars for this cameo to go with it. Enjoy, it came with the cameo. Well, we I don't did uh, did either of you guys see the cameo uh, uh, <laughs> that they got for Ryan? It was uh, Gilbert Godfrey did a cameo uh, in which he he in which he thanks Ryan for uh, all the work he does for the WWE. Uh, <laughs> For his threadless t-shirt company and for having the best hair in the business. And we we decided it was literally like the night before and he got it back in like 45 minutes. So Gilbert's not doing much right now. See, which is weird. Like, wait. Time. <laughs> well, like it's because I there are so many people where I was like, oh, I should get, you know, I should get this person a cameo. But like I look at some like there was uh, Christopher Lloyd who plays Doc Brown. And his was expensive. It was like three hundred bucks, and oh wow! There and because the, the fun thing is you can see the preview, so you get a good idea of how long it is. All of his were like oh, we've spent time on cameo. Yeah. Yeah. All, all of his were like thirty to forty-five seconds, and it's not yeah. like he's not even looking at the camera. It's him looking at a piece of paper, going, "Great, Scott, Sarah, it's me, Duck Brown, yeah. Marty oh, wanted me no. to tell you you make his heart beat at a hundred and twenty-one gigawatts." Uh, Merry Christmas. Uh, well, and that's the thing. You know, if Cam- you're going to spend $300, you got to go for Kenny G because he <laughs> set up a Christmas tree in his studio. He does a quick little like, hey, I think you're great. This is awesome. But you're not here to hear me talk. And then he just like, so freaking good at the sax. Well, yeah, to me in general, like when you look on Cameo, the higher the price is, the lower the effort goes normally. Well, because they don't need it. Well, they had Kevin Conroy, who's who's voiced the Batman for years now, and his his were like maybe like a hundred, hundred fifty bucks, and it was just like, "Hello, Marty DeRosa," and like the Batman, he's like, "Hello, Marty DeRosa," in the Batman voice, and then would stop and be like, "You know what, Marty? Thank you so much for supporting the Batman over all these years." When I first took on the, and just speaks for like five minutes, he, lo- he loves me, which clearly he, and I'm like, "Oh, yeah. that would be like that'd be great." It is it is fun though going and seeing like the random celebs where you're like, oh, oh. the people that you know, <laughs> yeah. yeah, or not, not even like there'll be some like oh, we watched one where it was like the lady was like it's me Pinky from what's the John Travolta Greece is like it's me Pinky, it's Didi Khan uh, from Greece yeah she's like I played so and so in the movie <laughs> it was like oh okay yeah there are several like I know it's what's his name he was on American Idol. He's, he's trying to sing like that Ricky Martin song. William Hung. William Hung. Yeah. Which, William Hung. Yeah. which like that's such like that's like, such a my date. Buddy's got one for him. My buddy's bought one from him and he said congratulations on becoming like president of Nambla, <laughs> uh, Cook <laughs> County. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it is always fun like seeing those because uh, kind of with like you mentioned going back and exploring like the Kevin Smith movies, you see a lot of like. Like if you if you give it to a teen if you give it to a Cash Allen right now let's say that like how much how much of that is he going to know what they're talking about or not like why are there so many people inside of a mall like why don't they just all do Amazon and yeah. like I just I don't necessarily know how many of those like I don't do they still make those movies for like teens you know like there was a lot of especially like well, the, the other night. I watched like you're on YouTube. There's some videos that are just like an hour of previews of like what's coming out this year. 
And Sarah was like on the couch and she was like kind of asleep when I was watching them. And every new movie coming out is like post-apocalyptic, post-apocalyptic, dystopian, dystopian future, a new virus, a bigger virus. And it's, and oh, re- Republicans are, yeah, are living gross lives. Like, yeah. All it's like all these like hillbilly bad people movies. And it finally Sarah was just like, can you please turn this off? Like I, can't. I wasn't half asleep. I was intently <laughs> watching each and every one, and my like faith in humanity was. I was like, at this point, I was Trump's like, nephew. If you, if you thought that one was dark and had no hope, wait till you hear this. I was like so furious because I was like, this is what we're making. Like I know everybody's miserable, but isn't that a good reason to try to make things that aren't miserable? Like right. we get enough of it. We We've want to heard escape. it. We know. See, Matt, yeah. Matt Nix and I famously would. All, all of last year, uh, like as a bit for for one of our coworkers who's super into movies, our our bit would be like, you know what, you know how you fix Hollywood? We just go, no movies, no movies for just one year, because then everyone has everyone has to like spend time actually writing work it, really hard, work really hard, as yeah. opposed because like you hear these horror stories of they're like. Do you want to do you want to direct this next Marvel movie? And they're like, oh yeah, they're like cool. It comes out in six months, and they're like. I haven't even written a script. They're like, ah, you'll you'll figure it out. But it's you'll com- figure it out. I know. Like, but it's but com- that's the thing. If you're always ready to go, then you'll always be ready to step in those shoes. Because like you know that they're not giving John Favreau the best of the best um, situations. But you know, like he's clearly figured out a way to make it work and is now in more control. Like if you can prove yourself in one of those crunch times, under pressure, you're gonna be yeah. fine. Yeah, but also you can prove yourself really well in Hollywood. The nature of it, it's like, well, it may or may not work. You know, you 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 bring up John Favreau, and it's interesting to me because uh, we got headphones. <laughs> you're, you're, you're fine, uh, John Favreau, because I I can't ever recall like talking Star Wars with you at all. Like, and obviously you've been watching The Mandalorian. Have you watched? Have you actually watched any of like uh, the Star Wars movies, or is like Mando your way into all of uh, the Star Wars I universe? Deeply dive into any fandom since Harry Potter because uh, I just feel like if I'm super interested in something, I mean, it's like I have some very specific interests. Like I could tell you so much about these Jane, Jane Austen, Austen movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but when it comes to Star Wars, yeah, I like them. I didn't see A New Hope until I was in ninth grade, and I was kind of like, wow, this is a great film. Why didn't I ever see this? And it's been very fun because uh, I have this medium knowledge of Star Wars, and I like a good story. So if I don't love the story or the characters, I'm kind of like, you can tell me about what happens. I don't need to see it. Like, what was that Han Solo one? I was like, it's not getting good reviews. I don't really care. But uh, going and seeing Star Wars movies with my nephews brings this whole other side of it where it's like, oh, this for them is how I felt about Harry Potter, how I felt about Narnia, like all these things that I had Anne of Green Gables. And it's like, I see. So I really appreciate this like cool world. Obviously, I'm sad when a movie doesn't turn out awesome. But, you know, Mandalorian's been a blast and he knows a bunch about Star Wars. My nephews watch all those uh, Clone Wars cartoons. So they know every character in every viewist universe, this side <laughs> of the you know planet with the blue guys. <laughs> the, I, I famously I watched Spaceballs before I watched any actual Star Wars. So I was so confused when I finally watched like A New Hope and I was like, what? I was like, what is this, like, boring it's a, it's parody? Un, it's an unfunny ripoff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, I was like, this isn't any good. 
uh yeah like i mean marty and i talk all the time about like how how similar like uh the star wars uh fans or the fandom of star wars and like wrestling are which like you know famously this week um they had luke skywalker come back and it was mm-hmm. a it was a big deal. Spoiler alert, guys! Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's okay. At, at the at the intro for this, the, we've already been we'll talking so much yeah. Uh, yeah. spoiler stuff. But like they had Luke Skywalker come back, and it's very much yeah. one of those things where, like, I, everyone for the most part, I say, so everyone was like, ah, it's Luke Skywalker. Yeah. But then yeah. you get your people who are like, mm, well, it actually should have been this Jedi instead because I know, uh, yeah, I know. And, it, and it's all it's very similar to like wrestling, where granted, like sometimes wrestling promoters will, uh, you know, this crazy big thing is happening, and then it's not that crazy yeah. or big. Yeah. Like we, we've all we've all been misled into like, all right, this is the night. Like you guys mentioned yep. on, on your podcast this week, where Vince McMahon and them came out, and they're like, guys. It's yep. cool. Relax. We got it. We and know. We know. Everything is changing. And then a year later, they're just like, well. Two years later. Yeah. yeah two yeah, years, two later, years later, later. It's like, well, you made yeah. it worse than ever. So yeah. that's all right. Um, but yeah, I think it, I think it, it is always interesting, for, again, to see like a new fan who who just to see how they take it, especially because now, like, again, Favreau's, Favreau's doing it so good that it's almost like, oh, yeah. it's like, oh, wow. Like, just and it was seemingly what they're doing is like just let them do it all yeah because yeah, yeah favreau and feloni well like i remember seeing yep. was uh force awakens and it was like oh cool like it's it's so diverse they're letting women and black people do things besides just stand in the background of of these movies mm-hmm. now and then immediately they're like oh, okay um no that was just this is how we got you in yeah. really it's just gonna be the same old shit which uh, and it's a it's a common trope again with wrestling, but um, I'm just I'm happy that you got to experience. I think a lot Yoda. of times people are afraid. I think to rewrite or follow something that they find is interesting, but I think that's the only way to do it. And the worst of all is when you have a vision and then somebody gets scared and they go, "Well, what will people think?" And it's like, well everybody's going to think something different because everybody has different brains and different experiences. So the best thing you can do is make something that you would love to watch that would really make you happy, regardless of if people guess the ending, regardless of if you are afraid people will be like, "Uh Oh, that's too diverse. It's like, well, maybe look at yourself if that's what you're worrying about. Like just put out good stuff and the right people will like it. For, for any of you guys, is that ever like, knowing how something is going to end has that ever have you ever been like no i don't want to watch this no i want a happy ending guaranteed like there are books where if i read the first couple pages and i don't trust the author to deliver on a good romance i'm like i'm sorry i gotta go like i don't want to waste my time with something that's gonna make me mad yeah like i mean i remember watching infinity war where you know it it ends on like a sour note where they're like everyone's dead and everyone's gone. We don't know what's gonna happen, and like that—that that was impactful. Yeah, like the first time you watch it, but after that, it's like, all right, guys. Well, I mean, it's a comic book. Like it's—it's yeah. it's based on a comic book. I can, I—I I can almost guarantee, like it's all gonna end happy. I mean, which, depending who you ask, like, I was pretty bummed out. Tony Stark died. Spoiler alert for a movie that came out <laughs> yeah, two years ago. What? Just, what are you? I don't. She wrapped up nineteen boxes and then the last box. I was watch it tomorrow. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it is something like that where it's like, and even when cause I remember ha- having the conversation with you, where I was like, Marty, man, 
I was like, if there's not a scene where we see all these Avengers get together and you were like, yeah. you're like, it'll happen. Yeah, have faith. Which, yeah, makes I it just, I think, like, and this this is where, uh, you know, the the where you say, like, dump all the shows so everybody can watch them all in one day or when they make you wait every week. This is, like, the fun part of when they make you wait because yeah. – if they just dumped this out there and everybody was like, oh, my God, you just wait. It's like, I don't want to know. But also, like, I this is this. I like this whole idea. I like watching these shows and then watching people review the stuff that I like. You know, I, I have my certain Star Wars people that I want to see what they thought. I want to see, oh, Easter egg this. And he was he said this guy's name and that's so and so. Or did you notice the thing behind him? I love all those um, I love people who like don't just kiss their ass who are like, well, this is actually not like it's I don't know. I love like the the calm people. And then I like the screamy boys. Too. Mario, like, I love a video compilation of everybody just watching it and crying. Right? And yeah. I was like, so yeah, embarrassed I couldn't be in the room. It was like because <laughs> the one we watched and it, it Sarah's like, I just don't understand. Like these people are doing live watch alongs just so you could. I'm like, don't See you want to cry your thoughts? Yeah, like and I'd want to watch it. it. To the people? Yeah. yeah, I don't know, but people like it. It gets some sort of reaction in some yeah. places. I mean, the guy's like crying, and he's like, 35,000 35, in the chat. This is a great night for Star Wars." <laughs> I'm just like, "Oh my god, what?" Yeah, I, I like that they did. Uh, like some shows, I want to binge watch, but something like this, like yeah, yeah, especially with like the reveal at the end with Luke Skywalker. Like, if someone just binge watched everything in the day and then not every like the spoilers come out at different times like they did a really good job of one like some of those episodes were really short and sometimes that's frustrating because you want more yep. but they did a good yeah. job of leaving you wanting more and so like always oh. every episode every it's like yep. AEW like yeah. I love that because at the end you're like, ah, oh, I want to watch the next, next one. Week. And they do. Yeah. They kind of like give you the assurance that you're going to get a good story mm-hmm. next time. And I like the pacing of the seasons where it's like you yeah. spend time getting to know people and then, Oh shit hit the fan. It's like, that's good storytelling. And I love to see that. And then watching that in conjunction with the behind the scenes about the movie elf that came out where I was like, Oh man, John Favreau really has a vision. He really seems like he's in this, business for the right reasons yeah and, and that's the other thing too like making stuff without like the normal like hollywood cynicism or you know the, the the conniving to make a quick buck and not making like a real good story you know first but yeah like every yep. friday was like you get a, a little dose of hope and like it's nice to get eight weeks of that in yep. a row you know Yeah, and everyone had their own appointment times. Like, I think everybody had their own rituals, which is a cool new thing because it's not like you have to be at your TV at 8 p.m. It's like we would watch them before work most days Mm because I go to work at 8, but it's in the house. So it's like, ooh, do we have time to watch Mandalorian? Like, always. Well, that that was the same thing. Ryan Ryan came in late on our holiday party day, and then he was like, it was like 10 30, 11 o'clock. He's like, dude, did you watch The Mandalorian? And we're all like, no, we're at work. He's like, and you know, Ryan, he doesn't sell for anything. He's like, this is the greatest piece of television I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. So. See, I, yeah. I'm fam- famously for the last month of the sale. I would come in Fridays exhausted, wrecked. <laughs> just wrecked, because uh, I would stay up till 2 in the morning when they would put it on Disney Plus and watch it. And I would just. Oh, my God, you know. And I would, I would walk into the shop and be like, Hey, what's up? Did, did anyone watch Mando? And they're like, no. Like, sometimes Matt Nix would wake uh, up early enough and yeah. he would watch it, but I'd be like, can't wait to 
can't wait. And I would just be stuck watching those videos, like the ones you mentioned, because yeah. thankfully there are some yeah. other sociopaths mm-hmm. out there that stay up that late. Like <laughs> instant they, reactions. But like you mentioned, like Ryan, as as much as he is one of these like droids from the show <laughs> that does have no emotion. He messaged me. He goes, "Holy fuck!" Yeah, so you oh, know it's good. He's then. like, "Oh my god!" And I'm just like, yep. "What is it?" Oh my god! Like, what happened? You know, here yeah. I'm thinking something. He goes, "The, the place is." He's on just fire. like Luke Skywalker, and I'm like, "Yeah." I was like, "Don't," but I was like, "Don't message me telling me that." But no, there, there that's was, like my that's my litmus test for wrestling. When like my outside friends are like, "Why is Kenny Omega on?" impact now you know like when they when they start asking questions like that or who is this new guy or whatever that's when i know like oh this is a big deal the needle's moving yeah yeah because yeah. it'll, it'll always be the uh and there's not a name for them yet but like the wrestling fans who oh i used to watch when the rock and stone cold were laps fans laps fans yeah Lap, laps fans yeah it, it's it's whenever yeah. you see those guys posting about like like i had yep. i had i think at thanksgiving which was it was just like me, my parents, and my and like my aunt and uncle, my aunt who I had no idea she ever knew who the Undertaker was. She just goes, "Hey," she goes, "Is the Undertaker okay?" And I'm like, "It is who okay?" She goes, "The Undertaker. Did he just retire?" I'm like, "Oh my god, that's awesome!" And I was like, "How how do you know?" She's like, "Oh yeah." She's like, "Your cousins used to watch when they were younger." And I, I it just blew my mind where I was like, "What the." F-? It's like what the fuck are you that guys? That poor man. He hasn't been okay for a while. <laughs> well, yeah, I was like, he's yeah. being, I was like, he's being held together by tape. And uh, like best... What do you think? One more cinematic match? No. I don't know. Pass the gravy. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I was like you got a sparky ass aunt. Oh yeah. I was like, oh, he's retired. She's like, yeah, right. I've seen him retire four times. That guy's that. Like, there was that one meme going around where it's just like. Yeah, uh, the boy with his dad, and then the dad when he's like already an old man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that guy never retires. Um, no. But I, I guess we, we've been recording for a while, and that's we'll, we'll kind of just wrap it up, r- wrap it up here, because yeah. um, Christmas wrap it up. Well, Christmas wrap it up here, because I mean, listen, all this talk of the Viewers Universe movies, and I still I feel bad because I still have not watched it. I have like the Mall Rats <laughs> and like the. Hey, you have to. Uh, did you get the new Mallrats 20th anniversary yeah. or 20? <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I have that. We were talking about I bought it. that. I bought it. I bought it. And, and I, we watched it, <laughs> and I was like, all right. And again, I don't watch a lot of things. And when I watch something, I really think about it. So I was like, great, the movie's done. I could go. And Marty was like, well, don't you want to stay and watch Kevin Smith talk about all of Mallrats? And I was like, I can't. I can't do it. I can't go in the other room. But Sarah, there's you, brand new interviews with him. Yeah. He sounds like Friesen to me, Dan Friesen, Kevin Smith. I always think that we're listening to Friesen Point, and then I realize we're listening to View Askews. Oh God, you put you, me. you put that in my head now, and like, if I had, let's say, I get a monkey's paw or a genie, or some sort of genie lamp, uh, first first wish is definitely a uh, new podcast, a new weekly podcast series uh, in which just Kevin Smith and uh, old Dan Friesen just. <laughs> just talk shit. just shoot the shit just every week they both like Degrassi yeah yeah there you go <laughs> yeah I I talk so much about Dan Friesen on these shows <laughs> that I like I'm he's almost a legend he's a legend yeah God, God bless Bogle job uh but actually before we had it before we had out here you you actually mentioned that you had a you had a gift for us they had a buddy. Uh, that oh, we didn't actually. No, have we a don't. Gift. We yeah. don't. We don't. We have a buddy who would like to give you a gift. 
Oh, and Steak! How are you, boys? It's Santa! Holy Santa. shit! It's Santa! Oh, oh dude, I'm so! Oh. I'm so glad How it wasn't. How the fuck's it going? I'm so glad oh. it wasn't Gerbert. Oh, no. Hold on, my headphones came out. Whoa. Oh god, I'm so glad I it wasn't Gerbert or, or Nathan. No, that came no, by. I have a Bluetooth. I wear a Bluetooth. Marty doesn't use it anymore. What? He used to use it in his car. I can bear. Can, do you hear me? Okay. Yeah. Set. You should get. Oh, you should okay. get some AirPods. I. You don't need oh, a Bluetooth no. piece anymore. Run out of battery too. Quick. Little, little too rich for my blood. I oh. keep it old school. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, I have a, a Java. A Java. Uh, uh, you know what I Euro-link. mean. You're a link. Yeah. A Jabra. Yeah. You're a link. A Jabra. I'm a Jabra. Jabra yeah. the Hutt. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I, I need you to go by my nephew's house. I don't know. I don't know how long you've, you've been around. I, I told the story earlier. This guy, uh, this little kid, he's, he thinks there's no Santa. But clearly there is because hey, he's been a good boy. Yeah, elf, you're right in front of us. Elf on the shelf. You guys really boofed that one, huh? <laughs> oh, 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 fuck, man. <laughs> Goof by the boots. Oh. Well, what do yeah. I have in my bag for them? Therapy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. The, the boy's getting a, a PS5, so he'll he he will hopefully forget uh, forget that. Listen to the podcast. A PS5. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Uh, I've actually tried to get him on the podcast, but he is eight and won't sit in front of a labor microphone laws, for yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, you know labor laws and all that. Oh, no, I don't. So. <laughs> <laughs> So what's up, I don't Santa? obey your earthly rules. Uh, not much, just chilling. Got a couple more days to really kind of, you know, get my groove on until I got to get into work mode. Yeah, man. I mean, I know USPS and FedEx and all those guys are slowed down right now because of COVID. But uh, how's uh, how's it looking up in the North Pole right now as far as delivery time? They're my, those are all my little bitches. They're doing all my deliveries for me. <laughs> I go, you get to work, you little bitches. <laughs> deliver my packages for me i just take a victory lap on the 25th you know it's basically just uh you know ceremonial not really dropping too many presents off i mean as you should you know i'll celebrate it you You get all it yeah you earned it i've earned it me and taker baby me and taker we've earned it (laughs) oh do you boys want your presents oh Oh, yes oh you got his presents yeah i mean do can we good yeah, I mean, I've been pretty good. I've been pretty good. Have Wait, you are, made lots of t-shirts for the boys and girls who like wrestling out there? I've I've made about I made thousands of Sting shirts in these last few weeks. So I, oh. I I hope that the boys and girls are very happy with those. Hey, wouldn't it have been fun if he came back as Surfer Sting? <laughs> oh, that would have been that would have been adorable. That would have been the gift that kept on giving. They always leave you wanting more. All right. Are you ready for your presents? Yes. yes. All right. Let's. I'm ready. Can we open oh, them now, I though? Or do we have oh. to wait? Oh, yeah. Sure. Open them now. All right. What do we got? Right. A couple of bucks. Oh. Good. Money? Yeah. Where, oh, oh, that's no, a, not money. A deer. Andrew I mean, a, a deer. Regular. No, Naked Matt Jackson, the Young Bucks. Oh, <laughs> you got us the Young Bucks. I did. Uh, Every kid needs them for their podcast this season. Oh, shit. I thought you meant like the figures. Oh, I can't find those, man. Walmart's website. <laughs> Have you been on that? It's crazy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So you're telling us for, for Christmas, you got us the Young Bucks as next week's guests. Yes, the gift of audio. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, fuck Santa. I I appreciate Don't fuck that. Santa. Well, no, nah, that's for Mrs. Claus. Thank you, Santa. That we <laughs> appreciate that. We've been we've been trying to get them, but they're they're unattainable now. You know that they're uh, that they're on they're AEW. Big they're big timers. Are you going yeah. through the right people? Are you are you emailing the right people? Well, I mean, apparently we didn't have to because you know you did it for us. Can you? Can you, does that mean we got yeah. through? Hey, when Sarah here has a little I present also too. I got you each a bookmark of Griff Garrison. Uh, okay. Oh, a Griff Garrison <laughs> bookmark, and the hair is fuzzy. You can touch the hair. You can touch the hair. Hey, you know, Dave actually got a, a, a dictionary, so he can use he can use the Griff Garrison bookmark to, to bookmark pages wow. in the dictionary. Yeah, I'm only up to the what E's, a good so. boy. Okay. You hey. must have been a very good boy if you got a dictionary. <laughs> not a Griff Garrison bookmark. And a Griff Garrison this. action figure maybe coming <laughs> on the way. Who uh, knows? We're baby. the luckiest boys on the earth. Yeah. Well, yeah. I know, hey, Santa, I know uh, typically it's it's something you do over on uh, Marty and Sarah Love Wrestling, but uh, can you can you wish the boys and girls here of the PWT cast a, a Merry Christmas so we can... Uh, Oh, absolutely. I'll just kind of give him my usual cameo stick. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your old pal Santa. Your friend, uh, just think of a friend's name, thinks you're the, the best friend in the whole wide world. And they thought, you know what would be best for my best friend if old Santa tucked him in bed? Now we're getting near the holiday season. My WrestleMania for you fans out there. You know what I mean. And you can best believe Santa's got some fresh new gear to deliver all those toys to all the good boys and girls out there. So put on an old Kevin Smith movie and think about the past or whatever gets you ready for bed. Maybe it's one of those Star Wars movies. Oh, I don't know. But either way, just go ahead and tuck yourself in and... Think about that favorite Christmas present you might have got or maybe something that you got in a secret Santa or maybe you made someone's day along the way. Well, that's all you need to think about. Ooh, that's a spicy sax right there. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Kenny G. Good night, everybody. Holy shit, David. Uh Boy, Santa delivers again. I listen. I am getting spoiled this week. First, I thought you know I got spoiled in the form of uh, Dave Filoni and uh, John Favreau, you know, delivering me Luke Skywalker. Then I I was like, oh, I'm spoiled in Mark getting me this fucking awesome Secret Santa gift. Then I thought I got spoiled with Frank getting me a PS5. But now uh, Santa Claus, fucking Chris Kringle himself, got us the Young Bucks for next week's show. I mean, I'm speechless. Like, what? What a gift! Who, who can say that they get the bucks for Christmas? I mean, we got two bucks. You know, two very important bucks, and <laughs> and Matt and Nick Jackson. Uh, very excited, very excited for uh for us to get them on the show next week. Uh, there's someone who very close to the PWT family. You know, big fans of them. Clearly, I'm a I'm a huge fan. I've I've got their wrestling yeah. gear made. Um, but holy shit, super excited about that. Um. Man, who oh boy? Who knew Santa had that kind of clout? <laughs> exactly, and man, I you know we've already pre-recorded some episodes ahead of time, so I think, listen, I think 2021 is the year of uh you know all these wonderful friends of the show getting spoiled because boy do we have some fun ones lined up for you, and then you know yes, yes. yeah and hey before you know it episode 100 will be right around the corner, and then. 
the, the day that Ryan didn't think would ever happen. Oh yeah, he's gonna have to pay the piper. Oh yeah, and it's it is it's gonna be great. I I can't wait. But holy shit, man! Uh, it's yeah. It's, I mean, we we we've had fun over the last year or so doing these, and I really feel like every episode gets better. And then you know we're getting new ideas, we're getting new guests. You know, say what you will. Twenty twenty shitty year. Um, that being said, we've made lots of friends. Um, we've got lots of friends of the show that have listened and have supported us throughout the entire year. And you didn't have to, and we appreciate it so much. Um, and the fact that Santa got us the bucks, I mean, 2021 is looking up and listen, and that's, that's the one thing we kind of wanted to do with this show is, take all that negativity out of wrestling and everything related to wrestling. And let's, let's get some positive stuff. Let's find out what people like. Let's find out their passions, their hobbies. Um, we got friends of the show introducing us to other friends of the show, you know, and it's just been, it's been great. And like this whole year, COVID be damned. We love you guys and we love doing this show. So, and you know what? I think uh, to not let Santa upstage me, upstage us, actually, twenty twenty one will be the year of the PWT Cast Patreon. We are we're working on getting the last final things together. I know we teased it earlier in yep. the year. It just work got really busy, but uh, it, there there is a Patreon coming, and uh, I'm I'm very excited specifically for our movie reviews because because there will be a whole movie review centric show. Dave and I, we yeah. love doing our movie reviews, and I know, you know, you guys tell us that you like listening to those as well. And uh, the good, the good thing about this show is that we've encountered so many people who also like the same nerdy shit we do, including mm-hmm. movies. So uh, that that will be coming soon. Obviously, more information will be available when we have a little bit more concrete of a thing. But thank you guys. Thanks to everyone who stuck around. Uh, this is my favorite part of the week. Um, yeah. you know, like I, I sit around and I just, all I ever do is talk about how much I love this podcast and how much I love, you know, talking to people like this week we recorded four or five interviews, maybe something like that. Um, yeah. and I loved every minute of it. I also, Hey, also if, if any of you, uh, didn't get the chance to, to catch it, I know drug Zellini and, uh, Jesse Kohlenberg and Clifford Frazier were part of it. Uh, I did a live Instagram video over at uh, my buddy Jordan Goodman, Jordan Beatwell on Instagram, on his page. Uh, very fun and very random, very reminiscent of like a, the Eric Andre show, something like that. Uh, so go check that out over on his page. If you didn't see it, it was just two hours of us just going all over the place. Uh, and that was very fun. And uh, maybe, you know, once once this pandemic is over, we can have more people in the actual office. We'll start doing some YouTube live stuff. Uh, cause that was originally yeah. part of the plan. <laughs> uh, but then, you know, you couldn't have large gatherings of people anymore, but, yeah. uh, nonetheless, we're happy that all you guys have stuck around. Um, if you already haven't, uh, make sure you're following us on social media. Uh, you know, that's at PWT cast on Instagram and Twitter. Um, leave us a five-star review on iTunes. If you can, you know, we greatly appreciate it. Uh, and if you want to support us monetarily, go over to PW, go over to pro forward slash PWT cast and pick up a shirt. Uh, our, you know, little boy, David over here spent so much time, uh, working on these designs that the least you could do is, uh, is purchase a t-shirt or two so that his work doesn't go to waste. Um, but David, um, I'm checking that clock right now and it, 
it appears that it's that time. It's that time of the week where I run out of things to say. Yeah, we've been uh, jaw jacking for a while, so uh, I'm pretty tired. I've also run out of things to say. All right, you guys. Uh, well, for the PWT cast, I've been Scrump. And this is Stank. And this is friend of the show, Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega here, friend of the show. Unfortunately, we've run out of things to say. And so, well, we must bid you adieu. So, until next time at the PWT's cast, goodbye and good night. Bang. Bang.